You're listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast with your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is episode number 26. beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. This is season two and I'm your host Letitia Ringe and this podcast is designed to help you on your journey of uncovering truth and purpose in the world. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to get this started again. I absolutely love showing up here for you each week and taking you through different approaches and tools and stories of other people about how they're finding truth and purpose and generally creating a life that they love, enjoy and are inspired by. And that is what creating a life that is beautiful is all about. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining. I love and appreciate you. I really do. And if you're new here or if you're from way back from episode number one, however you've come along on the journey, you're all welcome. And I absolutely adore each and every one of you. So I hope you've used the break that we've had. We've had four weeks off from the podcast or I've had four weeks off from the podcast. Uh, I hope that this has given you some time to catch up on some of the episodes and also just to, you know, have a bit of a break. It's super important for all of us to take breaks and to create space that we can then go and come back inspired and joyful and bring that beautiful energy back to it, which is why I decided to take July off from the podcast. And as you know, I was running the first live intake of Embrace Your Feminine Essence, my four-week online course. And that was so delightful, so divine. It was such a wonderful experience. And I'm so happy that I created the space in my life to go and do that. I did have my ego going, why are you doing that? You know, you want to keep going with the podcast. You're in a routine. Uh, You also want to make sure, you know, you're on social media a lot and your presence is still there. But within me, intuitively, I had a deep knowing and I needed to respect and honor that, especially as I was talking about embracing our feminine essence, which is all about creating space in our life, about coming back to that being essence within all of us and really slowing down, becoming more aware. So I think that was actually a really beautiful way to birth Embrace Your Feminine Essence to the world. And I'm so glad I did it. And so I just wanted you to know the reason behind taking July off. It's also the summer holidays over here in the in the UK and Europe and also in America in the Northern Hemisphere. So I think it's a nice time for people. And a lot of people have been messaging me, letting me know that you've caught up with some episodes. I've actually had a look at the stats for the podcast today and I was like, I couldn't believe it that that there were more plays throughout July than most other months. So it's so funny how that happens. We think if we stop doing something, then it's all going to come crashing down. But no, our creations have a way of continuing without us. So I think that's a really beautiful you know, message actually to start today. Whatever you're creating in the world, you know, the question I love to ask my guests, you know, th- just think that this is going to have a life beyond the now. So, you know, you've written something, you've read something, you've done some sort of speaking, 
sometimes things take a little time to actually sink in for other people and also to be found and and respected and you know to be valued so if you're creating something right now and you're thinking oh you know why don't people like this or why aren't I getting more traction just wait you know always think that this might not be appreciated or valued until six months maybe a year maybe two years This is a strategy that Tim Ferriss uses. He always expects that whatever he's writing is not going to be read for a couple of years. And I really love that approach. And I think just, you know, this little example about the podcast and the stats, which I, to be honest, rarely if ever look at. uh, I thought that was a really nice um, message to share with you today. Anyway, so there we go. But the topic of this episode today is to just be you. It just dropped in. That's the name. So I'm running with it. And I think it's really important. So you know that that this podcast, my mission behind showing up here each week is to help you discover your own truth and purpose. And this is because it's different for all of us. And when we're tapped into that, I believe this is where we can really contribute at in our highest self or at our as our highest self to our communities around us. It's awesome, it's wonderful, and we all want to be in this space. And this is how we create, we innovate, and we do all these wonderful things. So the topic for this episode is to just be you. And I think this is a really important one. Seemingly simple, annoying when someone says it. So you might hear me saying, oh, just be you. And you think, Tisha, you know, that's, that's actually quite problematic for me. It's not that simple. Okay. I get it. I completely understand where you're coming from. And I just want you to know, I'm sending you a lot of love. I know, I know, I know, I know, but it really is that simple. We want to just be ourselves. We want to stop the act. We want to check in and get to know who we really are. Who are we? Who are we? And this is something that we go through in a lot of detail in Embrace Your Feminine Essence, especially when we're exploring the what being is. And this is because we need to be able to feel into who we are. We need to understand who we are before we can, one, show up in the world being who we are, and two, allow other people to see us for who we are. I don't know about you, but I used to get so frustrated with people that they just didn't know who I was, but I was hiding who I really was. And at the beginning, it was because I didn't even know who I was. So I wasn't able to show you who I really was because I didn't take the time to get to know myself. But after that, I was scared to show people who I was. And I know that a lot of people have this fear, this fear of being seen. I completely understand and I absolutely get it. But here's the honest truth. We have to move beyond that fear. We've got to get to know who we are so that we can show up and feel that sense of belonging. Because as we know by now, we don't feel like we belong when we try to fit in. And this is what we get from Brene Brown's research in Braving the Wilderness, which you all know I love. Well, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while through season one, you know I love this. I mention it all the time, but it's really sunk in on such a deep level. We cannot belong unless we know who we are. 
And sometimes we're trying to work it out, find out, okay, we've got to start that inner journey again. We've got to turn inwards, ditch all the labels we have, we've had, all the stories, all the expectations, all the people pleasing. And so we're going through a process of learning who we are. That is fantastic. If you're on that journey right now, congratulations to you because that is an incredible place to be. And you know what? You're showing up for yourself by doing that. You are showing up for yourself and you're showing up for the people around you. You know why? Because then you can actually consciously communicate to everyone in your life who you really are. You see, this was the piece I was missing. So we can stop our people pleasing, which is a form of lying. And we can start actually conveying our message. Let me tell you a story. So this is just this is just a hypothetical story. Imagine we're all at a barbecue. It's a beautiful sunny day. We're all sitting outside. We've got our beautiful sunny dresses on with lots of gorgeous florals and bright colors. Okay, this is my barbecue, guys. This is how it would be. <laughs> We're all sitting around sipping our sparkling water with our little piece of cucumber and mint in it. Delicious. The only way for sparkling water, in my opinion. (laughs) Only kidding. There's many ways to have good sparkling water, but cucumber, really, it really makes it delicious. Anyway, so we're sitting around, chilling out, and this person comes in. They're wearing a suit, come up to you, put, shake your hand. And you ask them, oh, hi, you know, what's your name? And you get chatting about, you know, what you do with your life and all of the usual things we talk about. And they say, yeah, yeah, I'm an accountant and I work with these people. You know, I work with businesses and do all of these things. And you're like, oh, okay. And you're telling them a bit about what you do. And then later on, you find out that that person isn't actually an accountant. Maybe you go on their Instagram page, you know, and you see, wow, this person's actually um, a fashion designer (laughs) and she makes beautiful summer dresses. And, you know, she's doing all this stuff on social justice on Instagram, but she didn't mention any of this. This is so weird. Okay, you're in that situation. What do you think? You think that's so strange that that person would lie that they would say that later you find out that they lied because they wanted to impress you. They came with their suit on because you are also an accountant. Only thing is you were wearing your summer dress because that's what you like to do. (laughs) That's what you like to wear. You're being true to yourself. Okay. So how do you feel? You feel really confused, a little betrayed. And how does the other person feel? Probably super awkward because they've just had to pretend they're something that they're not. So let's just take this example into real life. You know, it seems pretty ridiculous. Why would anyone do that? But people do. People do it all the time. Someone asks you what you want just in your order. You know, what What sort of coffee would you like? Oh, I'll just have what he's having. I'll have what she's having. Okay, but but what do you actually want? Uh, no, no, I, I'm not going to let you know. I'm not going to let you know. The next time you meet them, they're like, oh, do you want that uh, latte again? You're like, you know, I actually don't drink milk and I don't actually like coffee. But now every time you see them, you're pretending that you drink lattes and you're chugging them back and then going <laughs> going home and feeling ill after. 
That's what would happen to me. Coffee just doesn't agree with me. (laughs) But you see, this is what we do. And that's not so crazy that because I know I've certainly said that a million times. I'll just have what you're having. I'll just do what you're doing. I'll just say what you're saying. You know, someone's gossiping about someone and you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, enabling the behavior. People pleasing. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. So we want to start thinking of people pleasing as a form of lying, which I've spoken about before. I love this idea. I first heard it through Brooke Castillo, absolute amazing life coach. Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm a people pleaser. People ask me what I want and I just say what I think they want to hear. Okay. If that's you, my friend, I understand. We think we're doing the right thing. We're trying to like you know, fit in, but we're also trying to not hurt someone's feelings. It's not good because we're lying. We're putting, we're lying. We don't want to do that from an energetic level. And also it just means that our communication with this person can never be concrete. They never get to really know who we are. We never get to be who we are. So we're just, you know, encircling each other and never actually getting to, you know, embrace each other and really understand and connect on that deeper level. So a big part of discovering our truth and purpose is actually getting to know who you are. So going on that journey of getting to know who you are, and that requires you basically shutting everything out around you and figuring out who you are from the inside out. You also will go through a process of upping your self-worth because the reason that we're doing all of this, you know, trying to fit in is because From an evolutionary point of view, our brains have not evolved to be able to distinguish between threats. And we literally think that if we don't fit in with the community around us, that we're going to die. Our fight flight response is just like, bing, 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 bing. It's going off. So we think that in order to to fit in, we've got to give up parts of who we are so that we can be accepted and literally not die. So when we start this process of turning inwards and getting to know who we are, we need to learn how to trust ourselves because we're so used to relying on messages around us about ourselves. So used to it. And this is a topic we go to also in a lot of detail in Embrace Your Feminine Essence. You know, it's so funny because so many of these concepts that are feminine energy, which is just, you know, we're talking about yin, it's, they're seemingly so simple And yet they are so overlooked, like we're not actually implementing them into our life. Self-trust is a really big one. And so this is something that we work through in a lot of detail in Embrace Your Feminine Essence, which I will be sharing more details about for you as soon as you're able to enroll into the course again. So I just want you to start thinking of you're trying to be you. You're not trying to people please. You're trying to show up as you are, which requires you to know who you are, which requires you to start getting aware about who you are. What triggers you? What doesn't? What What's your inner voice telling you? What is your decision about things? How do you really feel? Who are you without all the stories? And through that self-trust, that base that you build up, you then start to increase your self-worth. And your self-worth is necessary for calling in anything you want to create in your life. Anything you want to manifest, anything that you want to experience, you need to be a vibrational match for it. You need to focus on whatever it is you want to call in, not the lack of it. So you've got to feel abundant. 
And you can't do that when your self-worth is low. You can't do it when you don't trust yourself. And you absolutely 100% cannot do it when you don't know who you are or when you're trying to be someone else. We just can't escape our own reality. Okay, so you are amazing just for being you. You truly are. So go back in and find out who is this wonderful person? What is it about me that makes me different? What is it about me that makes me feel connected to others? Who am I? What do I like? What do I not like? And you know, this is also changing. So we've got to constantly be checking in and asking ourselves these questions. We want to be growing, which means we're going to be changing. So this is a great time, my friend, because we are in eclipse season at the moment. And if you're listening to this later, you know, you don't need to have any special event to start this process. Do it now. Do it every single day. This is your foundation. But if you are listening as this episode is aired, this we have just gone through, you know, two eclipses. We've got another one coming up. This is a really, really symbolic point of when we're closing a chapter in our life and we're starting a new one. So it is the end of the last six months in our lives. What are you releasing from your life? And then we are creating space, opening and paving the way for the next six months in our lives. What are we calling in? We get two choices here. We can either repeat our own, our, the, the previous sort of chapter and journey. We can repeat what we've been doing and not learn from what, we're, what is coming up in our life, or we can release what needs to be released. Before we allow something new into our life, we have to create space for it. And this is why I took the space from the podcast, from social media throughout the month of July so that I could create that space for running Embrace Your Feminine Essence and then being able to come back with this renewed, fresh energy turning back within, getting to know who I am. What do I want for this podcast? What do I, what is the vision for the next six months? What do I want to feel into? What's the intention behind it? And then that gives me the space and the clarity to then go and take up that space with the podcast again. So I hope you've, I hope that's all clear. I also want to talk to you about a beautiful, beautiful tool that you can use on your journey for discovering who you are and for, you know, living a life in alignment with your purpose. And this tool is something I've been learning about over the last couple of months and I'm getting really obsessed with it. (laughs) I want to like maybe study it. I don't know, but it's so fascinating. And particularly through July, I've just been reading and researching, listening to so many interviews all about it. And this tool is human design. Now, you're either going to hear that and be like, woohoo, human design, I've been dying to learn more about this, or I've been hearing people talking about it, and I've also been started to research it, it's really cool. Or you're going to hear that and I'm going to get crickets. Maybe you're thinking, what on earth is human design? Or maybe you're thinking, this is some woo woo crap. Okay, whichever one you are, I have been resonating so deeply with what I've been hearing about human design, like on such a deep level. I am going to be using it with my clients because it's so important to purpose. What it is, is a it's your soul's blueprint, your soul's life plan. 
and it's so intricate. So it's like astrology, right? You go and get a natal chart. It's all based on your time, date and place of birth. You go and get your natal chart done. And so for human design, you go and get a human design chart. Then you go and get a reading on your natal chart if you're doing if you're using astrology. If you're using human design, you can also go and get a reading on it. And, and actually, it seems pretty important. I haven't actually got a reading done on mine yet, but it is something I'm going to do. I've got a particular person in mind for it. And this is because like with astro- astrological natal charts, the position of the planets at our birth and then, you know, how it's being affected at certain different parts of our life, the way that it all interplays and integrates together affects how it shows up in your life. So you can pull it all apart and research all the different elements and pieces of your chart, but the way that they actually come together will change the way they operate. So it seems to me that it's really important to go get a reading, but Today, I'm going to walk you through some of the basics of it because I think that this is super helpful. So note that I am not a human design reader. I have not officially studied human design. I've simply been researching this myself, consuming tons of information, letting it integrate within me in a beautiful way. And I wanted to share that with you today. So I'll leave some links in the show notes for this episode. One, that you can go and get your human design chart done. It's free. Two, some useful links that you can go and research yourself. Some of the ones I found most useful. But I thought that this would be a really fun episode because, you know, it's getting to know ourselves more and... Okay, we'll go through the different types. So basically, it's our unique, it's about our unique design, our soul's unique design or blueprint. And some people talk about it being a blueprint to show us how we also fulfill our purpose, which is why it's so key for what we're talking about on the podcast. And also, of course, in all of my work, because all of my work centers around helping people discover their purpose, but then also show up for it owning your voice, owning your message, owning your mission. So you get your chart done. And the first thing you'll notice is that your type, there are five different types and they're apparently the differences in them are because of what's in your aura, which is just so cool. I mean, anything that's about auras, I just love. Okay. So there's five different types. They are the manifestors, the generators, the manifesting generators, the projectors and the reflectors. The manifestors make up roughly 8% of the population. Generators, 35%. Manifesting generators, 35%. Projectors, 21%. Reflectors, 1%. I'm not sure how accurate these details are. I've gotten this information from a website, loveyourhumandesign.com. I really liked the explanation there. So I think, though, that this is just good for us to know that, okay, look, Reflectors and manifestors are really rare. Reflectors are super rare. The most common are generators and manifesting generators. Now, I'm going to go through each of them for you, what I know about them. So let me start with generators. So generators, big majority of the population. This is your, these generators are energized They're energized by what they do. They have lots of internal energy so they can use it to do things, to create, to take action. 
Now, what's beautiful about human design is it also looks at the different energy centers within your body. So there's a lot of overlaps with the chakras. And so for generators, their power is coming from their sacral center. And so they have a lot of energizing power to do things, to to work. But what they need is to make sure that they're waiting for signs. So they're waiting to respond. For each of the types, you'll have a strategy, you know, how you live in alignment with your design. And for generators, because so they've got this beautiful, powerful energy, they're going to be at work, but they have to wait to respond. And what that means is rather than trying to push and force and effort and make things happen, to be living in alignment with their design, they need to be waiting for the inspiration. So they get the sign or the inspiration. And this can be signs from the universe in flow, or it could be this inspired action. You can ask for a sign as well if you're a generator. And so rather than trying to push and force, you wait and then you respond. So then you take the action. So you're not pushing, you're not forcing, you're waiting for a sign or asking for a sign and then waiting. A beautiful human design reader, her name is Jenna Zoe, and I've heard a lot of different interviews with her now, and I really love her, and she takes an intuitive approach to reading. But she says that it's like dancing with the universe for the generator, and I really love that because you are, you're living in flow with the universe, you're waiting to respond. So for a generator, it's really important, though, that they have a clear space, So because they can do a lot and they have all this powerful energy to create, to get things done, to work, what can happen is that they will be de-energized when they're clogging up their space, doing things that don't light them up. And so just as much as it's important for them to be doing because it energizes them, it's equally important for that to be doing what lights them up, but also clearing the space for that. So if they're filling up a lot of their time doing things that they don't enjoy, that they don't love, that they're not inspired to do, create a life that is beautiful, then that's actually going to be taking from their energy, which is in a lot of ways their purpose to be doing, to be creating, to be working because they generate so much energy. So for them, what's really empowering and what helps them live in alignment with their purpose is to say no to what is not lighting them up. So you need to have boundaries as a generator. Asking yourself, what am I putting up with? That's always my favorite thing to ask both myself and my coaching clients. What are you putting up with? Because when you ask yourself that question, you're like, wow, I'm putting up with a lot of crap in my life. (laughs) And so you need to start clearing the space so that you can then allow the things that you want to come in. And actually one of the exercises that you'll do as a part of my 31 day workbook, which is, is to help, you know, plan for the year ahead that I always offer at the end of the year, you actually go through a process that allows you to clear that space. And we go through something similar as well in embrace your feminine essence. So it's really fun. It's like one of my, the most fun exercises that I offer, but I, I am only offering that exercise to my paid clients and community, you know, people who are 
buying my products, buying my coaching services. It is incredible. And this is what led me to filling up my time and space, only doing what I enjoy. It was so crucial, so incredibly crucial. And it was so amazing when I reflected back on my year from last year, literally I did very little things, even small things in my life that I didn't like. And I got so much done because of this exercise. So Anyway, back to generators. So they're a big chunk of the population. They're, you know, doing the work when they're not living in alignment with their design, they're going to feel frustration. And this is called your not self theme that you'll find on your chart. Now, the next type I want to speak to you about are your manifesting generators. So a manifesting generator is similar to a generator in that they also are generating a ton of energy themselves. They're able to, you know, do a lot, take a lot of action, create a lot, but they also have this power to initiate, which is similar to the manifester, which we'll get into shortly. So what this means is that they also want to wait to respond. Their strategy is to wait to respond, but they will be quicker to respond in a lot of ways. So they can also ask for a sign. They'll pivot when they're not inspired by something, but they'll be really quick to respond. And what I love to think about in terms of this is that, so, and actually this is something I heard from Jenna Zoe. Manifesting generators will tend to have a ton of different interests. They'll get bored quickly. They'll move on quickly. Or they might force themselves to, you know, stay and do something because that's what society is telling you to do. But what's most important for them is to make sure that they're living in the moment. Making sure that they're doing what they love, following their intuitive, you know, downloads and these signs and not attaching themselves to projects or experiences because they've only been doing them for a short time. This has made so much sense to me because I don't know if you can tell from what I'm saying, but I'm a manifesting generator and this like blew my mind because I, that is something I've struggled with through a lot of my life is having so many different interests and wanting to do them all. And society tells you, choose one, just keep it simple, you know, find your niche, focus. There's lots of, there's all of this about focusing down niching down in whatever industry you're in. I've always had found a lot of difficulty with that. And although, you know, I have a niche that's being carved, I still have a ton of different interests, some of them very different. And it is de-energizing to me when I'm not able to explore them all, when I just have to focus on one thing. So for me, it was quite liberating to hear Jenna's advice that if you're a manifesting generator, you should like follow all of those inspired actions, follow those different interests. As soon as you've got the sign, look for the flow, what's being brought to you, follow that. You don't need to be attached to what you're doing. Now, one of the strategies that Jenna talks about is for a manifesting generator, because we do get bored easily is to make sure that you're you know, trying to be present moment focused. So not planning too much in advance. And also when you do start new projects and things, try it for 30 days. So try it for a month before you decide whether you want to commit to it in a longer, you know, for, for a longer term. And I think that's really good advice actually, because sometimes you just need to 
try it out. You know, you need to like tick it off the list and be like, you know, I've always wanted to do this, but that's not for me. So for instance, I'll just, this is funny because so I have a list of things that I still want to do. Right. And a lot of these things have been on my list for most of my life. Like since I've, since I was 15, for instance, as a kid, I played the piano and Since that time, I stopped playing the piano probably when I was like nine. Since that time, it has been on my list to go and get piano lessons again and start playing. And it is something I put on my list every single year. Do I go and play the piano? Well, I haven't yet because it hasn't been one of my top priorities, but it's still there all the time. Now, I might go and play that piano. I am fully aware it's been on my list for all of this time. And I might find that actually this doesn't float my boat. Another thing I wanted to do was dressmaking. So I started looking into that and then I got sort of tired looking at it all. And so I realized, oh, maybe this isn't something that I want to do. So we need to explore things. Otherwise, they're like clogging up our mental space. Like think about that. So for the last like 20 something years, every year I've been thinking I want to get these lessons and they're not doing them. I should just do them, you know, just do it and tick it off your list. So I really liked that idea, you know, do it while you're inspired to do it. Manifesting generators are seen to be one of the most energetic and they're also seen to be, you know, very capable, but they can have a tendency to then, you know, be doing things that they don't actually love. So they need to be careful of that and also be asking, you know, what am I putting up with? Live in the present moment. Make sure that when they've got those inspired actions and signs from the universe flowing into their life, that they're actually going and following those, exploring them. Now, the next type I'd love to talk about is your projector. So remember, projectors are roughly 21% of the population. Projectors are that leading energy. So they are projecting ideas, they're visionaries, they're inspiring people, they're leading you. Their strategy for life is to wait to be invited And what that means is, and I read this beautiful example of this, and I believe that was on, yeah, that was on the Love Your Human Design site. So that they mentioned there that this waiting to be invited is all about, say you're in a group and everybody's, (laughs) there's, there's some clear need for leadership here. A projector in that situation that feels equipped to lead, that would be the invitation. So it doesn't need to be an express invitation. It can be something that's implied energetically. And for a projector, what in terms of purpose, what they're looking for is to be specific. They want a niche focus. So they want to be looking at what am I really, really good at, which, you know, clearly requires you to know who you are. They all require you to know who you are and to turn within, which is why we're talking about it with this episode. But it's, They are responding to the invitation, which could be in like a situational invitation. And then they're stepping up to lead in an area that they really love, that they really enjoy and that they feel really good at. Now for projectors, unlike generators and manifesting generators, they don't get their energy. They're not energized by doing 
So they actually will absorb energy, which means that they need lots of rest. So the energy isn't sustainable using it because they've got nothing filling themselves up. Whereas with generators and manifesting generators, you know, it's energizing them. The doing is energizing them. So it's really important for projectors to have lots of rest, you know, to have a flexible schedule and to also be making sure they're spending a lot of time and space alone to recharge. They're like clearing out their energy, the energy that they've picked up and accumulated. And the not self theme for a projector is bitterness. For a manifesting generator and a generator, the theme is frustration. So when you're not living in alignment with your design, you'll feel frustrated as a manifesting generator or a generator. As a projector, you'll feel bitter. So I'm so interested, you know, who resonates with this? It's so fascinating. Now, the next type is a manifester. Now, the manifestors make up a smaller amount of the population, roughly 8%. And these are the people who are creating and initiating. They start things. They're the starters. They get the idea. They take the action. So they initiate. Now, what's really interesting about the manifester is that they're the starter of the you know, creation, right? But they don't have the same energy, you know, when it comes to taking action that the generators and the manifesting generators do. Their energetic capacity is limited. So they actually need to be working with the rest of the types to take over from them once they initiate and start whatever it is they're starting. So a big thing for manifestors is that they need to be able to one, trust in what they're receiving, trust in these ideas, trust in what they know, trust in their ability to create because they just like, they're the type of people that just like, bam, it's done. It's here. Had the idea, it's here. So they need to inform themselves and also other people in their life what they're doing before they act. They need to explain why this is happening. They need to educate the people around them so that they can then take over, which means delegation is a huge thing. And we all know how hard delegating can be because we want to do everything. But no, we've got to work in this beautiful community with each other, all doing, all being tapped into what our strengths are. So a little trap for manifestors that they can often fall into this trap of people pleasing wanting to fit in because they're so different, right? That they are those visionaries. They really need to trust in themselves. So it can be very difficult for them. So to get to be in their power, they need to be making sure they're being unapologetic about their, you know, ideas about what they what they're doing. They need to really own it, back themselves, initiate, delegate, own it. So I see it as we have our manifestors, they are initiating our creations, and then we have a projector that takes over to lead and guide it, and then we've got the manifesting generators help and the generators helping to actually do the work and get it out there and create because their energy centers, their, en- their, their energy is more sustainable. The fifth type is our reflector. Now the reflector is a mirror of their environment. They actually don't have any defined energy centers, which is so interesting. And so with your energy centers, when you look at your chart, there'll be ones that have a color and ones that are clear. 
that are white. So that's there's there's no defined energy centers in a reflector. And this beautiful example is that they're like a crystal. They're, they're absorbing their environment. They don't have sustainable energy. They're, in, they're absolutely influenced by their environment. They're absorbing it all in. So for them, it's really important to make sure that they're clearing out their energy as well. So they're going back to who they are because they're so affected by the environment. Now, they're strategy is to make sure that they wait 28 days so a whole lunar cycle to make decisions and this is because they're so impacted by the environment they're in they're detached from having an identity but their purpose they're so and they're only one percent of the population they're so rare but what their purpose is is within a community they are able to be the example of how good that environment is doing. So because they're absorbing, you're able to, if you want to know how well an environment or tribe or community is doing, you go to the reflector within it. This is what Jenna Zoe was talking about, which I thought was so awesome, so interesting. So for them, they need to be asking themselves, do I feel good in this environment? And if they don't, that's when they need to shift. They'll also need to take time and space away from their environment so that they can come back to themselves and, and, and make that decision, you know, get to know whether is this something I really I really want, I really like, have I lost myself, do I need to shift environments? So they are going with the flow. There's a lot of, you know, power in the people around them. They're absorbing it. But they play a really fundamental part in the overall, the big picture. And so you can see how their piece in this whole puzzle plays an important role. Now, this is just my own little, this is how I see it in my mind with how they all work together. I see it as one big team, you know, and this is life, right? This is society. We're all here. We're all creating together. We're so much more powerful when we create together. And this is what, this is what my whole like vision and mission is about because when we're actually living in alignment with who we are, what our strengths are, what our contribution is, what our purpose is, alignment with who we are when we're just being ourselves, we get to work with people, a community of people who are all operating in their higher versions of themselves and then together we become a beautiful, perfect system. You know, we can't do it all alone. We have to move away from that, but we have to know who we are and be in our own strength first to be able to contribute to that. You're not functioning, you're affecting the team. And that team is our, is us as people, as humans. I think it's so fascinating. So sorry, I forgot to mention that the theme for Reflector, the not self theme is disappointment. Now, On your chart, you'll also find that you've got an authority section. That authority I wanted to mention because it's it's important. It's the way that you will feel like get that sense of knowing or that that, uh, intuitive download. So mine is my emotional solar plexus. Apparently something like 51% of the population are have their inner authority as their emotional uh, solar plexus. And this means that your emotions 
are actually not necessarily yours. They're a reflection of the society or the community around you, like picking things up. So it's important to sleep on decisions and also just to note that these aren't necessarily your emotions. You know, we're getting them from the environment around us. So I'm feeling like if you're an empath, this is probably you. And so the, I heard this through Jenna Zoe as well. She, she is seriously amazing. Just so much resonated for me. And I, and like, tell me, does this help you understanding this? Does this help you think about, understand your purpose more? Because for me, it really, it makes so much sense. And so that's why I just had to share this with you anyway. So I really, really want to know what is your human design? Go and I'll leave the link, as I mentioned in the show notes for this episode, and go and have a look at your human design chart. And then let me know what you are. I want to know more about it. I want to know more about who we all are, what's coming up in our charts. And there's so many other different elements. So for instance, Jenna was talking about um, with the arrows, there's four arrows. If the bottom right-hand one is pointing left, you're a specific manifester. If it's pointing right, you're a general manifester. And so we all can manifest. We're all manifesting whether we're a manifester or not. It's they're used in different different ways. But that was really interesting because so for me, I'm specific. So it's really important for me to make sure that I'm very clear about, you know, what the core is of what I want, what, what I want to call in. Whereas for general manifestors, that actually works against them. It's better to be, you know, just thinking generally about the feeling that they want and then allowing that to come in in whatever way. So fascinating. We're all different. It and also your profile of the first number, if it's a bigger number than the second number, then that means that you are more focused. Your fulfillment is going to come from how you change people's lives around you. Whereas if the number is smaller in the beginning, it's going to come from your own personal growth. So you're more inward focus on um, on your own personal growth through this lifetime. So it is so incredibly fascinating. And, you know, another way to know more about yourself is to also look at your astrology. So with astrology, I I know most of us will know what our sun sign is. And many of us will look at our sun signs and be like, oh, okay, sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't. Look, there is so much more to your astrology than what than your sun sign. It's actually a really small piece of the pie. What you want to do is be looking at what is your moon sign and what is your ascendant rising. So. It's all three, the sun, the moon, the ascendant rising that is important for you to be looking at, especially in terms of horoscopes. But when you go and get a natal chart done, which you can also get done for free, I'll I'll put the link also in the show notes for this episode. What you'll see is all these different pieces interacting with each other. And again, when you get a reading done, they tell you how they actually, you know, combine with these pieces, how they work together. So Some of it might make sense, but not all of it. And this would be the same with human design as you read through it. Anyway, it's so exciting. I can't wait to explore more of human design. I don't know what I'm going to do yet with it, but I do know that this is going to help me to be able to educate my clients, my community, and it's definitely relevant for purpose in my opinion. Now, finally, I've got another fun little piece of information for you. I had a one-to-one session with Jess Lively. You probably know her. I had her on episode six of this podcast. She's one of my all-time most influential mentors in my life. And that was because I found her work at a really pivotal time in my life. And I've been a very loyal person to her work. I've kept 
at it for a number of years since the start of 2015. So over three years, I've done all of her courses. I get all of her offerings because that's what I'm like. When I'm like locked in, I am locked in. I will get all of your things. I love you. I want your work. I want to know more. I want to learn from you and I want to support you. So Jess came to London and was doing some one-to-ones. I thought I'd missed out and I happened to look at her website and there was a spot. So I just bought it. It was so wonderful because it was like, there was, it was like the next day. Anyway, so I went not knowing what I was going to talk to her about, very interested in exploring how to go beyond the mind, but being a little embarrassed to ask about that. Anyway, so I didn't really have a problem to talk about. So I went in and was like, okay, well, I'll just talk, you know, business and podcast stuff. Anyway, we ended up talking a lot about going beyond the mind and something that we were speaking about that I wanted to bring back here to you listening now is this refinement because it's something we've spoken about and I've spoken about throughout, you know, my blogs and things, but I've, the, my understanding has been refined after this session with Jess. So Within all of us, it's important to understand that there are three parts within us. So we have our mind, our ego, our identity. It's usually like where all of our thoughts are coming from. And then we have our intuition, like we've spoken about a lot. And this is what Jess teaches. And it's really cool. Our intuition is our inner voice. It's our higher self. It's coming from this higher vantage point. It's all seeing, it's solution, not problem. And it's our wisdom, right? It's our inner wisdom. We can't explain where it comes from, but it's something that we're receiving. So this inner wisdom is always available to us whenever we need it. And I love working with my intuition and with my clients. If you do coaching with me, I'm going to be speaking to your intuition. So much fun. And that's because you are your greatest authority. It's one of the most important things I learned through Jess. It's also one of the most important things I learned through doing my Theta Healing Qualification, which is actually something you'll be excited to know that I'll be offering people very soon. It's also going to form part of my life coaching packages. I've got a number of high-end coaching packages for people who are really you know, dedicated to building that solid foundation, their self-love, their self-trust, their, you know, going through the forgiveness work, going through your subconscious blocks, and then showing up for your purpose and message. We work together over six or 12 months or in a transformation day to do that. You can go and check out the details there, but I'll also be offering Theta Healing as part of those packages at no extra cost. Now, within us, there's the, the third is our consciousness. And this is the essence of who we are, is that being energy. And this is something that I go into great detail, as I mentioned before, in Embrace Your Feminine Essence, my online course. So when that becomes available for, to enroll in again, if this is something that you're interested in learning more about, if some of these things I've been talking about have been go, have been having making you think, I want to know more, you'll love the course. Uh, it's designed for someone like you, so you can check it out there. I'll definitely let you know. Anyway, so it is that I am I, that I am, you know, without the stories, it's that feeling of who we are, the essence of who we are, the experience of who we are through our senses. So there is that. And when we're, 
but most of us are tuned into our mind, our thinking mind, the ego. And so we think that that is us. We think that that is, that, that is us entirely. And we don't realize that we have the ability to go and tune into our intuition, our inner voice. Also, if you do want to know more about intuition now, go and check out the episode six with Jess Lively because we go into this in a lot of detail. Now, so we want to tune into our inner voice. We, we get to choose. Do I want to tune into my inner voice to get this solution or do I want to be tuning into my ego uh, thinking mind, which is generally coming at the level of the problem. It sees a lot of problems. It's attached to our identity, to the stories. And so that, and so we get stuck in that. We can't see beyond the mind. Now, the other part of us is our consciousness. It is us. This is us. Like this is the essence of who we are. It's where we come from. And to be in that space, we need to be in the present moment. When we're in our minds, we're not in the present moment because we're in the past or the future. We're thinking. We're not experiencing. Do you get the difference? We're not using our senses. So when we want to embody our purpose and live in alignment with who we are, we want to be making sure that we're present moment focused. We're tuned in to the present moment because that is what gets us out of our thinking mind. And that's where we get to choose to simply enjoy the moments, to live in the moment, to experience the essence of who we are. And then when we need to, you know, do practical things that are going to need the mind, we use the mind. But most of us are operating completely in our thinking minds. You know, we're not connected to our heart. We're not connected to our intuition. We're not connected to ourselves. So when I talk about just being you, I really want you to think about these three different parts of yourself. It's like Eckhart Tolle talks about, you know, we're the watcher of our thoughts when we meditate. I want you to think about this because to come back to ourselves, to start this journey of discovering who we are, we need to get quiet. We need to feel who we are and we need to turn inwards. We need to recognize and disassociate and detach from this ego mind, not let it completely take over our lives. If you do that, you are going to discover who you are. And who you are, as I said before, is someone super special. You're amazing just being you. So go and find who that is. Own it. If you already know who you are, make sure you're checking in because we change. We grow, we evolve, and you always want to be living in alignment with who you are. Don't hold yourself to it because you change. Okay, so just a quick recap. We don't want to be people pleasing. We want to be making sure we're being ourselves around the people in our life and especially around us. And that involves us learning about ourselves, getting to know ourselves again, turning inward building up our self-worth and a fantastic way to build up your self-worth is to invest in your own personal development and growth. 
And one of those ways is through working with a coach. Let me tell you, this is what I did on my own journey. As soon as I invested in working with a coach, that was so symbolic energetically of me owning my self-worth, spending money, spending time, spending energy on this process, telling myself that I'm enough, I am worth this investment. And this is why, you know, it's very, it's important to pay for things. If you're borrowing something off someone, you know, you're not investing in it yourself, that's not helpful to your self-worth. You don't want to be feel like you're feeling things, like you always need things, other things outside yourself to fill yourself up. But when you're making the decision to invest using your time, energy and money, that is energy. That is a symbolic message to the universe. So it is an investment when you work with a coach, when you invest in your personal development, when you do a course. It's so important. I can't, this is something I learned through Tony Robbins. He was talking about when he first started getting into, you know, his own personal development and growth. He was given advice from someone that he needed to invest in this workshop or talk or, or whatever it was he wanted to go to. He expected that this man would pay for him. And he said, no, you've got to invest because then you'll be actually invested to your growth. You treat things differently when you pay for things. It means that you show up differently. You're more likely to, you know, do everything because we put a lot of uh, weight on our finances. But it's also if you're someone who's more motivated by time, then be focusing on that because it's a time investment too. It's also, you know, that, as I said, the emotional investment, the energetic investment. So think about this. This is a great way to up your self-worth. And then the next thing is to check out your human design, go and get your chart done. Let me know what your human design is. Screenshot this episode right now and tag me in it, letting me know on Instagram at create a life that is beautiful, what your human design is. I would love, love, love to know. Like I like honestly would make my day. I really want to know more about people's human design. Um, And also remember that you can also use astrology. And go and get your natal chart done and find out more about that. And then start reading your horoscopes for your sun, moon and ascendant rising. <laughs> and then lastly, that we are made up of three different parts of ourselves. They each serve a different purpose, but we need to be tuning into all three of them, using them strategically, making sure we're living in the present moment, engaged with the essence of who we are. And if these are concepts that you want to learn more about, you will learn more about them in my course, Embrace Your Feminine Essence. And you can go and check that out as soon as it's open for enrollment again. But otherwise, I hope that you found this episode super useful. It was really fun for me to do. I, I honestly, this is just all new things that I've been, you know, thinking about and absorbing. And I just wanted to share it with you today. I know we've got a long episode, but You tell me, did you like this episode? Have you found it useful? What else do you want to know about? You know, let me know, converse with me. And the biggest message I want to, my biggest announcement for today though, is that I have now just launched my YouTube channel. So it's called Create a Life That Is Beautiful TV. I will put a link in the show notes for this episode as well to it. I would love it if you could please support me and subscribe. That helps me like unlock some other like features through YouTube. That's going to help me like make better videos from what I understand. I'm still getting used to it, but I would really love it if you did. 
Also, you're going to have a lot of um, short videos from me answering specific questions that I'm getting from you guys. And also questions that I hear asked all the time, you know, out, out in my community. I'm answering them for you. So I'm going to be airing a ton of short videos, five to 10 minutes that are going to answer these questions for you. You'll be able to see one already uh, from tomorrow. I've got a welcome video there. So go and subscribe. Make sure you get the notifications so that uh, because they'll be coming out frequently. You can also subscribe to my newsletter as always. I'll have a wrap up so that you'll you'll be able to find them all there too. But I think the best place would be to subscribe on YouTube and to be checking out for the videos. Share some love, like comment, give me a thumbs up. Let anyone you know who you think might be interested in it. It's going to cover all different topics, purpose, creativity, consciousness, law of attraction, energy, subconscious, um, lifestyle, health, like a ton of things. It's going to be super helpful. I know it. I'm so excited to provide you with this. It's going to be really valuable to you, really exciting. It's a better way for us to connect. I just felt really called to connect with you on an even deeper way. And so that's the way that I'm going to do it. And, you know, bear with me. I'll get better at doing the videos, but, you know, you've all got to start from somewhere. So hopefully you can see me as an expander for you in starting and getting familiar with it. And, you know, if anyone's got any tips for using YouTube, feel free to reach out and let me know because, um, we all want to work together and I love advice and I love you guys. I love every single one of you listening. You're so special, so appreciated. And I'm just so excited for you to be owning who you are and going out into the world and, you know, rocking your bliss, rocking your purpose, living in alignment with who you are. Alrighty, I will be back next week with our first interview for season two. Get prepared to be talking about, you know, blogging. We're going to be talking about conscious business. We're going to be talking about purpose, of course, and all sorts of stuff. I've got two of my favorite mentors coming on. I've also got a beautiful blogger coming on. She is so wonderful, such a great inspiration, works a lot on creativity. I've got our first repeat guest. I'm so excited to share all of this for you and you know so much more to come. So make sure you're tuned in and until the next episode, have a beautiful week and I'll be back with another episode to help you unlock your truth and purpose. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please make sure that you take a second, if you haven't already, to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. This helps me so much by getting the message out there. It's a wonderful way for you to let me know how much you love it, what topics you're resonating with the most. And if you know someone who resonates with this episode or who will resonate with this episode, please could you take a moment to share it with them? We all love to get things that we know will help us. So please do that and feel free to take a screenshot of you listening right now and share it on Instagram at create a life that is beautiful in your Instagram stories. Let me know what you loved, what your aha moments were. And as always, I love and appreciate you and I wish you a beautiful day.